I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. Hello, all my fellow mourners of diet culture. It is I, Emily Lubin. I'm the Grim Reaper and the host of this show. Welcome to RIP Diets, Season 2, Episode 13. Lucky number 13, baby. I'm so happy to be back. I've just been away for a week on vacay, and I'll get into that in a second. But I wanted to start off the show with a post that was made in the private Facebook group. Guys, if you want to be a part of the private Facebook group, it's absolutely free and so easy to do. Just go to Facebook, type in RIP Dieters, and you can request to be added. I normally add people the same day, if not the next day. And I'm loving the conversations that we're having over there. Sometimes I'll share them on the show or they'll spark an idea that I have for the show. I love the fact that this podcast is so much more than just a once a week show. It truly is a community and we're growing that community over there. So you would be missing out not to be a part of it. Anyway, this is something that was posted in response to an episode from a few weeks ago. I believe the title was Spring and Summer Body Anxiety. We have since shortened that phrase to SABS. And SABS is a very real thing that affects all of us. But this person had a different take on the SABS issues that I was addressing in the show. And I would love to share with you guys. Hi, all. I have a slightly different take on the whole summer body thing. I'm in the Southern Hemisphere where we're going into autumn, and I'm feeling kind of depressed about it. Personally, I've always felt far more comfortable with my body in the summer than the winter. I love being able to wear looser summer dresses or shorts with stretch waists and not feel so constricted by clothing. I've also found it extremely difficult to buy pants and jeans to wear in the winter that don't make me feel, quote, fat. And then she says, in parentheses, I'm very much straight sized, but my particular body shape means that I have relatively slim legs and hips compared to my waist and stomach. So this seemingly never ending high waisted trend just does not work for me. Everything that fits elsewhere is super tight around my waist. I also have a huge phobia of sweaters, jumpers and coats making me look bulky. When I was a teenager, I used to freeze in winter because I was too self-conscious to wear jumpers. Jumpers is uh, what the Australians call hoodies, I believe. Corporate clothing is even worse. The fabric and shape of most work pants give you so little room to move when it comes to weight loss and gain. And don't get me started on the many problems with stockings and tights. I could write an essay. At least in summer, you can wear lighter work dresses, which are so much more comfortable for sitting at a desk all day. I have put on a little weight over the last year related to COVID lockdowns and have discovered that half my winter clothes don't fit me, whereas I have had no issue with my summer clothes. It's just so depressing. I also really like going to the beach in the summer and find 
it can be weirdly freeing. I've given some thought to why this is, and I think it's because I subconsciously spend a lot of time going about my day thinking and assuming that everyone else's body is perfect compared to mine. Then I get to the beach and see so many bodies of all shapes and sizes, and it really challenges that assumption. Also, a lot of those people seem to be frankly just having a ball, happy to be out in the sunshine with their friends, going for a swim, eating their fish and chips, and not necessarily focusing on their bodies at all. Anyway, just another take on this issue. Thank you so much for sharing, and I have to say, I know exactly where you're coming from. Just like I said a few episodes ago when we were talking about SABs, I am all about loose, comfortable, flowy, elastic, waisted clothing in the summer. But I think that some of the same rules can be applied to winter. I know it's not the same thing. I know that putting on more layers can make you feel like your body looks bigger or it just makes you feel not as sexy. I totally get that. And I have had that issue before as well. Might I suggest trying to apply the same mentality that you do to summer clothes to your autumn and winter clothes? One way you can do this is by layering. I know that you said, you know, you're uncomfortable with layering. You feel like sweaters make you look bigger. Trust me, I understand where you're coming from on that. Although I'm sure to everybody else, you look just the same. You look like the same gorgeous and flawless being that you are. But it's more about how we feel, right? So when I say layering, you could wear some really comfortable leggings. And, you know, girls, we all love leggings. They're honestly more comfortable than having nothing on. You could wear some stretch leggings with a maxi dress over it and some little boots Some little ankle booties, so chic and so comfortable. Feels like you're wearing a sleeping bag and everybody will think you look so fashionable. When I worked in an office, I would pull off this look a lot. I'd have a black maxi dress, black leggings underneath, but nobody could see them because the dress was down to my ankles and some little booties, maybe a sweater, a cardigan over top. It's very sleek looking and professional and so, so comfortable. So that's one suggestion that I have. And, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are a lot of other creative ways that you could go about dressing in the winter without wearing tight jeans. I know that a lot of people really don't like the feel of tight jeans, and I completely understand why. I personally don't feel that way, but in the past, I have had an aversion to jeans, and I totally get it, girl. I also think uh, for professional wear, a blazer, and I don't mean like your mom's black, boring blazer. I mean, there are so many different blazer options that are more fitted, that will flatter your body, and you can wear it all day and really feel like you have that shape that you want and still be comfortable. Because my priority here is always comfort. I think when you're comfortable, you feel better about yourself and you just feel like you're in a better mood and that's what we're going for. Um, So those are two suggestions that I can give you up top. And I'll definitely share more as I think of more, but just know that you're not alone. Definitely my spring and summer body anxiety episode 
was more catered toward people living in my area of the country. And I need to be more mindful of that because, you know, as we can see by this post, people from all over the world are listening to this podcast and I fucking love it. If you guys want to engage with me, you can join the private Facebook group. Just as I said before, you can also follow me on Instagram at Lubination. That's L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And you can follow the podcast at RIP Diets. And if you want to email me, you can email ripdiets at gmail.com. These are all excellent ways to engage with me and to get some private feedback from me. Also, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash RIP Diets for $6.99 a month. You can get such a more intimate and thorough look at my recovery. I talk about even more issues that I address on the podcast and do a kind of video diary face-to-face situation that I find can be very therapeutic when you're going through this stuff, just putting a face to my voice and knowing that I am going through these things with you guys on a daily basis. Overall, I would say there's so many creative things you can do with fashion, and there's so many ways that you can make an outfit more comfortable for you than it would maybe appear. And I think layering, like I said, is a great way to do that. And that doesn't mean you have to wear big, bulky sweaters. You could wear, you know, a tank top with a long sleeve over it, maybe a thermal. I'm a big fan of a thermal because it's really flattering in my opinion it's flattering on most people and it's really warm it's just so multifunctional I would say a thermal or a waffle knit top always a good option in the colder weather and like I said you know I will brainstorm more and bring it up in the future just because I know you know not everybody prefers having more layers on some people really feel more free and more attractive when they have less layers on because they feel like they can move they're less restricted and the thing that you said about the beach I have had the same exact experience as you I find going to the beach and seeing body diversity in full effect nobody's trying to hide everything everybody has it all out and they're having a great time I think it's such an empowering experience. I think we put way too much emphasis on what our, quote, beach body is going to look like. And once you get to the beach, nobody fucking cares. They're all trying to have their own fun. And I think you can you can take that as a reminder that we don't need to get on track for summer, which actually segues beautifully into my vacation. I went down for a week to Boca in Florida. My grandma retired there and she lives there now. And my mom and I went down to visit her. My grandma just got vaccinated fully and she's been starved for company. So we went down there to keep her some company and have a little vacation at the same time. And I had such a great time. But as I do on every vacation, I had some realizations. I definitely noticed some things that I can continue to work on, some problems that I had that I know how to avoid now. Basically, I I was dealing with a little bit of food insecurity when I was down there. In the past, when I visited my grandma, she would call me a week before the vacation and say, what do you want me to get from the grocery store? What kind of muffins do you like? What kind of juice do you like? And whatever 
type of each thing I said I liked, she would buy a minimum of a dozen of that thing. And I would get there and the fridge would be jam packed full of food. And that would give me anxiety because back then I was really out of control around food. I really tried to restrict myself. Even when I was starting my recovery, having that much food available to me was really terrifying. And The fact that it was my grandma's house and she got all that food specifically for me made me feel guilty for not eating it. So there was a lot of things that came up and but but I wasn't really worried about that this time because of the fact that intuitive eating is so ingrained in me at this point. But what happened when I got down there was something that I never expected. It was the opposite problem from what I had experienced in the past. Because my grandma is getting a little elderly, and while she's still very mentally with it compared to other people her age, she doesn't have Alzheimer's, she's not losing her mind at all, she's still very mobile, she does New York Times crossword puzzles every day, she's pretty together, but certain things have fallen through the cracks and one of them is her food prep situation and there was just no food in the house there was nothing for lunch I learned when I got down there that my grandma now eats a single cup of yogurt a little Chobani snack pack for lunch and there wasn't really anything for me to eat for lunch and there were also limited breakfast options. Her dinners were really small. Um, and I was only there for a handful of days. So I I just decided I would try to make do with it and not go to the grocery store, not buy tons of groceries for just a few days. I would just make do with it. But what ended up happening over the next few days was I was experiencing what I believe to be extreme hunger. And I'm not sure if I've talked about it much on the show, But extreme hunger is when you feel very intense feelings of hunger that may or may not be related to your actual appetite or actually what's going on in your body. It can be mental. You know, hunger can have causes that are not actually related to lack of eating or restriction. It can be caused to little access to food, uh, from just dieting or binge eating. That can make you feel extreme hunger, more activity than you're used to doing, certain medications. So, I mean, I believe I've said this before, but when you feel really hungry, it's not always true hunger, but that doesn't mean you don't need to feed yourself. You still need to feed yourself to normalize that. And this food insecurity that I felt, just waking up and not knowing when my next meal was going to be, and also to go pick up lunch, I would have to walk at least two miles into town to go pick up lunch. Just knowing that there were obstacles between me and food made me hungrier. And it it really fucked with me, if I'm being honest. So now what I'm taking away from that is that the next time I go see my grandma, I know that she has uh, these elderly 
things. I know that she's not going to be as well prepared for me as she has in the past. And that's totally okay. I don't expect that from her anymore. I need to prepare. So I need to either bring groceries or bring snacks so that I know that I won't be hungry or I need to stop at the grocery store at the very beginning of the trip so that I don't let it linger and end up not doing it. And honestly, just get things for that week that I will eat. And just knowing that food is available, it will make me feel so much less anxious just knowing that I can eat when I'm hungry and not worry about somebody else providing for me. And it's funny, coming back to New York was kind of a bummer because it's freezing here, but I was so excited just to be able to eat the things that I want to eat when I want to eat them. And The day that I got back, my boyfriend made me a nice dinner. He made me pasta puttanesca, which is my favorite kind of pasta. And I chowed down on it. I felt such a sense of relief. It was like the hunger just evaporated out of my body. It was so fantastic. And then the next day, we had Popeye's chicken, which I haven't had in so long. Guys, if you're sleeping on Popeye's, let me tell you, it is not the same as KFC. Because I grew up with KFC. Popeye's is fucking legit. It is higher quality and it costs like $4 for a meal. It's insane. If you haven't tried it, I would highly recommend. But we've just been eating all weekend and I've been enjoying it. And it really made me reflect on the way that I've behaved after vacation in the past. And it was totally different to how I behave now. I am going to acknowledge that I'm coming from a place of privilege. The fact that I was even able to go on vacation, I know that not everybody is able to go on vacation right now for various reasons. But nevertheless, you know, with spring and summer coming up, you might find yourself taking a vacation, going away for the weekend, or even just having a staycation. You know, people take days off from work when it's nice out. And I know that this is something that a lot of people do. So so I want to acknowledge the fact that there is this pressure on vacation, but more so after, to get back on track. And I've heard this phrase so many times, how am I going to get back on track after vacation? Or I eat what I want on vacation, but then when I get back, I need to get back on track. We're not on a track. And that phrase totally reeks of diet culture because it implies that my body is on a track and taking a break and eating certain things and indulging is me getting off track. But I am not on a track. I choose to not be on a track. And I know that that's just going to backfire if I try to restrict myself after getting back from vacation because I'm just going to feel more deprived and I'm going to feel like it's a punishment a little bit for going on vacation and enjoying myself. So I'm, I haven't been doing that. Like I said, I chowed down on some Popeye's chicken and I felt great about it. And I am not going crazy the way that I used to. I used to go crazy after vacation and I feel like it took away from me enjoying my vacation to the fullest. Let's try not to think like that because At the end of your life, when you're on your deathbed, are you going to regret that you ate a few extra calories on vacation or that you didn't exercise on vacation or that you didn't restrict yourself the way you normally do or you let go of food rules? 
you are not going to regret those things. But on your deathbed, you might regret not enjoying those trips, feeling anxious on those trips because you were worried about some bullshit that doesn't even matter. These are the things in life that really, truly make a difference. It's not, quote, letting yourself go or indulging in things that you don't normally. I believe that you should always allow yourself to have the things that you want because at the end of your life, you're not going to regret letting yourself have those things. You're not going to regret being X amount of pounds heavier or not being as in shape because you were out living your life, enjoying your vacation. But you will regret not having the experiences that make life so beautiful. And that's truly what I believe. So anybody who's planning a vacation or maybe on vacation now, just got back from vacation, just know that you don't need to adjust your eating. You can still listen to your body and you absolutely should and follow the principles of intuitive eating. They are your saving grace right now. I'm telling you, restricting is only going to backfire in the end. And that is the universal rule. And that's it, you guys. It's a short episode today. I got you guys a shorty because I have been on vacation all week. And now I'm just catching up on my work for the week. Again, truly blessed that I am able to do this and that I have the lifestyle that allows me to go away for a week and then come back. But next week, we're going to have an amazing guest on and a little something different than what I've done before. I'm intrigued and excited to see how it all pans out. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. I feel like you guys are going to learn a lot. So definitely stay tuned for next week. And until then, love yourself and enjoy food because we only get one life to live. So live it up, baby. Peace out. 